gang how's everyone doing you guys all hear me okay okay hey man gm gm hey let me just go live here welcome everyone all 21 of you in here i'm sure there'll be more coming in but uh dow this is that dow call number 18 i believe so we're we're making our way all right. Um, post a mirror board link for you guys, and then we can get started. Shout out to Hardcore once again for putting that together. We have a lot of things to talk about. Dow today. meeting 2.0. Is that a new board? Yeah, I think it's a new board. It's a new board. Yeah, the Art Summit was really fun yesterday. That was a nice, um, refreshing um, activity in the Gachiverse. How late did you guys go? Uh, later than we thought. So <laughs> um, I think we the in total we were aiming for about four hours, three to four hours, and I think we went to almost five over five hours. So damn, yeah. it went on for a while, man. But it was it was valuable. It was nice hearing everybody speak and hearing Zbot talk about everything and um, conversations with Master Yang and Nine Kong. It was all very big brain stuff. But today... Any, uh, any big takeaways? or uh, you... uh, Fake gachi is going to be like a historic uh, thing <laughs> in crypto. I think that's honestly my takeaway. Is fake gachi is a start of a grassroots movement starting mm -hmm. from gachi. So, uh, and also, what better way to do storytelling with what we're trying to do here, you know, through art and video and media, you know, really gets the message across. I think that was my... My other takeaway is we have, you know, we have content creators, but we also have like very talented meme meme lords and artists that are also trying to do the same thing and spread the gachi gospel. That's right. And so, yeah, shout out to all those creatives and artists that are uh, maybe uh, in the shadows. We don't see them all the time, but they're there. They're working. GM, everyone. Uh, I think a good way to start this morning is maybe just go over uh, old business. See, uh, usually we go for props at the end, but there's some props open right now. Um, still, still in voting. I think still open for another three days. I think maybe a little bit longer, five days. And so we can just quickly go over those. Um, there is uh, just a hackathon, uh, Morales hackathon, that we can um, touch on. And then the new business is, um, you know, we can talk about the bonding curve. And I know somebody talking talked uh, touched on the art contest uh, versus Vegas. I do. I 
don't know about this post. Uh, yeah, I, again, like that sticker says, I don't even know like what that is, or I'll have to look into that. Um, yeah, utility growth for ghost holders or fun platform to spend ghost. Okay, so that's an it's an idea. We can maybe talk about that if we have time. And then also, uh, if you're up to it, Coder Dan, uh, maybe we can talk about eye traits as well. Uh, if people are feeling up to that, if we have time to, at the end there. Uh, but it'd be nice to talk mm -hmm. about them as well. You know, um, continue trying to get some consensus uh, in our community around that. Uh, okay, so old business. I got my mirror board. You guys can follow along. Uh, we're also live streaming. I know Zombie Shepherd has a live stream going on there. Thanks, Penske, for getting that up. Uh, okay, so modifying the channeling window. Uh, it seems like um, keeping the uh, quorum hasn't been met on that one yet. I don't think it has since this was made. Um, modifying the channeling window is proposing that we're able to move from that um, 5 p.m. reset for a lot of people. Uh, but it seems like the consensus right now is leaning towards keep the current. Um, but that, let's see here, actually. Let's just see where it's at. So it has met, it has met quorum now, 9 million ghosts. And it's it's leaning towards uh, keep the current window. So no change there. Um, people are fine with the way it is, it seems like. So that's that. Sunset Friends. This is one we've been talking about for quite some time. Um, and seems like the community is very much open to it. Uh, I think what it came down to is, are we sunsetting friends gradually or are we sunsetting friends immediately? And I think given the uh, supply of friends, it was very much leaning towards uh, immediately. So we'll maybe have to talk about how we're gonna go about, like how we're gonna go about making that sort of a transition. Is there gonna be information campaign? Is there gonna be some sort of, uh, you know, like are we gonna let people know? Or is it gonna be a sudden thing? I think that's something worth uh, at least touching on that. Yeah. And let's see if that one has, where's that one? I'm sure it's met quorum probably. Sense of friends, and so this was Dr. Wagney eliminating friends. Sunset friends immediately it has met quorum, so sunset friends immediately. So we need to know okay, if we're sunsetting friends, what are the implications of that if we do nothing <laughs> and we just do it and not tell anybody? And what are the implications like, what can we do to maybe, um, you know, let people know, make a transition as opposed to like not saying or doing anything. Um, so there's that. Uh, update glitter emissions, increase ghost USDC to 20%, retire ghost Matic. And that kind of ties in with this transition that we're making. Uh, and that one, let's have a look here. Uh, that's agap 41 update glitter emissions, and that one that one has also met quorum says yes, increase the reward. 
um, and remove Matic. So that that shouldn't be too hard to. That's just a matter of an implementation, right? That's, um, that's all yep. good. Setting limits on the number of borrowed gachis allowed per wallet address. And so this is another one we were talking about quite a bit. And the consensus, I think I remember at the time, was limit to number of gachis plus parcels. So let's see where that one's at. And that one has also met quorum um, to limit market limit to market number of parcels plus one, which across the board people thought that was pretty fair from the conversations we were having. And so, uh, yeah, that will probably be implemented at some point. And so there we go. That Those are the current active proposals. It seems like they have, for the most part, all of them met quorum. So it's a matter of uh, if you want that sweet XP, that's 80 XP, I believe, uh, for those. So go and, go and get your vote in because, you know, they will pass. So you will get your XP there. Um, Add DAO liquidity to ghost Alchemica pairs. Uh, when can we see an implementation for that? I guess that's, you guys have a lot going on. So, you know, understandable. Yeah, well, it's going to be a busy, probably one or two weeks to get all, all these uh, new proposals. We want to make sure we don't miss anything. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot, yeah. Of, a lot of backlog at this point. There's a backlog of implementation. And that's, you know, that is what it is. It's all good. Um, deposit three million uh, treasury ghost into Ave. This was a core prop, I guess. That did this one pass? Yeah, I believe it did. And then we were basically, as Pixel Craft, we we do not want to be like we currently have um, multi sig custody of the DAO funds but we don't really want to be the ones going and staking and doing things like that for the DAO on like on behalf of the DAO. It's just sets a bad precedent. So we were uh, working with uh, the DTF and setting up the extended DTF multi-sig. Uh, but to do that, um, we also, because we have custody of the DAO multi-sig, we're also the ones sending the funds. And so if anyone in the future ever asked us, you know, who are you guys sending these uh, 3 million ghosts to? Uh, and we'll say, oh, we're just sending them to some, uh, some guys on Discord. It's, it doesn't look great for us. So, so there, we, we did uh, ask everyone in the EDTF e uh, to do a KYC just with us, um, just so we would have a name on record if, if uh, anyone ever asked us. So there was a little bit of controversy uh, around that, and I think in general, pretty much everyone was able to do that. But there were a few that that didn't. So um, we were, I think, we were trying to get a 15 signer multi sig with, I believe, it was 11 or 12 signatures required. And uh, haven't checked in a while, but I think there was uh, we were a bit short of that. So that's what basically happened with that, and we can we can move on that um, pretty soon. I think we just uh, I, I'm not directly managing that. That's Golden Cross, so 
he would need to speak more about who, like how many signers we have now, who's ready to basically set this up. Okay, good to know. Um, GM, we got Dr. Wagme on stage. I just want to close the loop on that discussion a little bit. So, you know, I think we have around 10 people uh, who are willing to uh, KYC, which will not quite, uh, you know, th that's not 15, obviously. And also per our standard operating procedures, uh, we couldn't just like fill that ourselves. It needed to be the data elect like the five extra people uh, because we weren't going to give just the 10 of us like the power to decide who those other five should be. And then also per the SOP, we were going to uh, kind of review that uh, list of multi-sig signers every six months, which actually comes due in September anyways. So I think there's really no way around us like having another signal prop to say who needs to be on this multi-sig. And it's really important now that we have a couple examples of things we have to do with it. Uh, like taking this ghost or uh, doing the liquidity provision uh, that we uh, are about to pass. Uh, so I, I think we just need to probably get another prop out there, solidify who's on this multi-sig, make sure that they know and are willing to uh, KYC to pixel craft, uh, and then we'll be able to move forward with a lot of these. So uh, before we, we had, I believe we had a thread on that in the DAO forum. Uh, asking for people to submit and uh, apply. Do we want to just uh, like re-raise that, that post and continue uh, having applications come in? Or were there already applications? Do we have enough applications to just go back through the ones that uh, didn't make it to the final cut? I think there's a couple advantages to starting from scratch. Uh, some of the original members on the EDTF or the DTF at least like were periodically not in good standing with pixel craft for a while. So I think there's just some advantages of kind of like reelecting a new group. And obviously some of those old names are going to be up again. Mm -hmm. uh, so maybe I can resurrect that uh, this week, reach out to all the people, make sure they're still interested. Uh, and then we'll look for a prop over the next couple of weeks to solidify that multi-sig. Yeah, great. All right, so we should be able to move pretty quickly on that. We'll have uh, maybe a SIG prop and the final core prop within a week or two. Cool. Very on. Thanks. Um, okay. With well, with that being said, the so the multi SIG needs more signers. That'll get taken care of. Um, the other piece of old business here is. Um, this announcement here for a Morales and Filecoin hosted hack hackathon. They are currently one of the categories there is um, metaverse and gaming. And I feel like we do have a lot of talent in Avagachi. So do we have a person to contact in Gachi gang for that? That's actually, you know, uh, making this happen or is this a, or is this a proposal being put out to the community saying, you know, come join Morales? I know it's been mentioned a few times, but I don't know. Is there, is there a person of contact in Gachi Gang if you want to be involved in Metaverse and gaming? I've seen this a few times, so I'm just curious now. Um, I mean, if we have contacts with Morales, but we did not, like, 
contact them about this specific hackathon. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I mean, this is an interesting hackathon. I know Hardcore, you've mentioned it a few times. So uh, if there's a way we can get the word out, uh, maybe uh, GMI can blast out a, a tweet or something. Uh, we can definitely get the word out in our community, at least, if there is someone interested or a group interested to to take that on. But I know you've mentioned it a few times. So if you want to gather a group together, you know, we can um, try to find ways to support you all to go there and see what you can build. But um, I, I don't really know the specifics on, like, this is not my idea. So, okay, so you're organizing people. Okay, cool. Yeah, right on. Um, I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, we can we can get the word out for you on your behalf as well and see if we can get more people together for that. Um, it's, it's It'd be cool to have Gachi Gang making uh, appearances at other hackathons. I know Morales is, uh, you know, um, they've they've worked with Avagachi stuff before. Like, I remember watching a tutorial and stuff. So it'd be cool to see that. Um, so that's old business. That that kind of takes care of that. Unless you got something to say about that hardcore, uh, we can move on to our uh, our new business. Uh, I think one of the, do you want to address the the bonding curve discussion? Do you want or do you want to continue discussing that in the forum uh, before we um, bring that forward? I think we can have a small discussion on it, but just your thoughts and get some other people's thoughts on it. Um, there was that post by Rune today, just talking about uh, a path forward potentially for Dai to essentially remove all the real-world assets from their from their books and become more of like a floating currency. Um, I was I was reading through the comments that was trying to find a timeline. It sounds like they're thinking of something within a three-year period. So from my from my understanding, Dai is they over collateralize their coin, but they have a bunch of real assets. The value of assets drops significantly. Um, and is it the right? So they basically what they're saying is uh, they. Uh, what I mean, this is like very, very speculative, and they're just kind of discussing it. But Rune's core idea would be to slowly depeg die from USD uh, and have it basically go like they have a target, right? The target is one to one, so it would be a kind of a slow depegging to lower and lower. So maybe like zero point nine five, zero point nine. And I think this is my this is my understanding. Maybe it's not totally correct. Uh, they would be basically the reason they I think they have to do that is because otherwise they would be under collateralized, which they obviously don't want to be. So, in the TLDR is that Dai would no longer be pegged one to one to USD. Okay. I mean, that ties in with all of our bonding curve discussion, right? This is another facet of it is the die coin under, you know, that we use for our bonding curve that, that has some, I guess, 
potential risks, I guess, if this depaying is not handled the right way. Um, and it would affect, I guess, the the underlying stablecoin that's die, right? Yeah, so the basically we we pegged ghost to die and die is pegged to USD. So if die becomes less than USD, uh, the price of ghost would within it wouldn't it wouldn't mean like one point three ghost. Um, I it'd be more of the the die in the treasury, I guess that would be kind of lowered in value, which would probably lead to ghosts also going down in value because the treasury would be, be, I guess they would be inflating the, the, the supply of dye, which would then lower the price of all that in the market to a, to a lower than one-to-one -one peg. So that's the main uh, concern would just be that all that dye in the treasury Currently, we know that the treasury is one one to one with USD. There's 35 million or so, however many million, in the in the reserve. And those that reserve, if it, if they start depegging to lower than one dollar, then that that reserve would mean less than one dollar, which would mean our market cap, for example, wouldn't be quite accurate because it's based on die. I don't think it would go up. I don't think that the the price of die in terms of peg to USD, at least the way he is describing it, it doesn't sound like it would go up in, in terms of uh, USD price. It would probably go down. Damn, that's interesting. I mean, it puts into question then, like, what should the treasury be denominated in if it wasn't die, you know? I know people have been talking about GHO, but that's like that hasn't been implemented. That's probably going to take a while, right, for that to become a. I know. I think it got voted through on Ave for for the GHO proposal. But GHO uh, is, is, is that a? Is that supposed to be pegged to something? I believe that's a partial like algo. The way they explained it was a partial algo coin, and then it has a. There is some collateralization to it as well. It's like I can't remember the term they used for it, but they're they're sourcing the the backing of the coin from many different sources. Um, trying to find if I can find the I I, I had the article on it. Uh, There's any they have like a bunch of different yeah. col uh, collateral no, there it is, ways. Yeah. Yeah, it was like it was made up. GHO was made up of uh, multiple facilitators. That's what it was. So they would have all these facilitators backing the value of GHO. It'd be algorithmic, treasury backed, uh, delta neutral, delta neutral positions, real world assets, Ave, and the credit score. So partially collateralized, partially uncollateralized for GHO. So it's kind but of it's, they're not trying to peg it to a certain value, right? No, I don't think so. Hmm. Yeah. So that would be a that would be a a concern. 
I think in in terms of the you know the bonding curve being turned um, off aside from the issue of the underlying the potential issues from underlying die <clears throat> could be you know the counter argument for turning off the curve would be the assets themselves the, the Avagachi assets they they've held a lot of most of them have held their value pretty well throughout the downturn when the majority of NFTs have lost 99% of their value. Um, you know, even from the initial launch price, many of the, the, the assets in the game are not, um, you know, they're, they're holding their own. They, I don't think we've seen major, we saw a couple major drops when the market turned around um, into this bear market. But it's kind of like uh, the bazaar has been like at a standstill lately. I don't think I've seen a lot of downward volatility. But, you know, um, that could change any time. But I, I do feel like having that ghost as an underlying stable coin or somewhat stable coin allows natural appreciation of the assets. Um, and I worry that if we weren't to have a bonding curve, we would be... You know, we'd be subject to more volatility, which would mean uh, more trading, but it also mean um, the prices of the assets would be fluctuating pretty wildly. I, you know, I remember assets in Axie Infinity um, were all denominated in ETH. And when ETH was going, um, you know, when it was kind of mooning, the price of the assets uh, in the game dropped significantly. And so... In dollar terms, maybe not so much, but in ETH terms, quite a bit. Um, and so things like that we would have to consider, you know. Um, aside from this, you know, I think it's like two different things. It's like the coin underlying um, ghost. Uh, we're looking at that saying, you know, how, how secure is this? And, and then also on the other side saying, well, we have the bonding curve for Avogachi. Do we need the bonding curve? Um, it seems like the consensus right now is, is like we do kind of need the bonding curve because um, someone, someone had made a good point in the forum that, you know, although the, the actual token, ghost token is down, um, and, you know, someone had made the argument that it would have been this, it would have been, you know, it would have made it down to this level anyway. I would argue that when you have more volatility, things tend to take a lot longer to bounce back if there's no, like, market forces, you know, demand driving it. Um, you know, you see that with, like, DeFi kingdoms and stuff with their, you know, they, they, they were hit with a bunch of other issues, but they were down bad, and they're, they're probably going to take quite some time, if ever, to come back from, you know what's happened to their their token uh, it's lost most of its value so uh, it also doesn't look good on a project either but yeah and I, and I agree with no future sentiment too there's a lack of player demand but at the same time we we also have a treasury in the DAO that we're not um, we're not really utilizing yet um, we're not deploying any capital we're not um, you know, we're not, uh, f there's no really any community funded initiatives yet. Um, but once we do have like more of a management structure within the DAO and able to actually respond, you know, be able to disperse capital a little more efficiently, put it to work, 
I feel like we could actually see more natural player growth. And, you know, one of the big ways we could do that is through art, honestly, um, through art, NFTs, uh, reaching out to other communities, collaborating with other communities. Uh, these are all things that we can do and we can utilize some of our ghost treasury to do that. And so I feel like the path forward, in my opinion, if we were to turn the curve off at some point in the future would be, you know, let's as a DAO come up with a plan um, on what are some of the things that, uh, you know, the Gachi versus Avagachi would benefit the most from, from deploying, you know, uh, a specific tranche of capital, whether it was, you know, you look at 100,000 ghosts or 50,000 ghosts, let's start with a chunk of it and say, okay, how do we deploy this in a way that's actually going to drive some player demand, whether it's, you know, holding an event, um, some NFT project that is able to explain the nature of the Gachiverse, um, some, some fan fiction, anything really. I mean, we have tons of ideas, you know, mm-hmm. um, but the shortfall sometimes seems to be funding. But it's not that the funding isn't there; it's just the funding isn't getting deployed. So um, I, there's a little, there seems to be a little disconnect there. But we can bridge that gap and make it happen, and start seeing more community-funded projects. Uh, maybe uh, Avagachi-funded hackathon to get some devs, you know, interested in playing around with some of the assets. Um, I know you had mentioned some time ago, uh, like a information-based data-based uh hackathon would also be kind of cool to do that to see what community tools can be created um these are all things i think that would bring some more attention to our project especially during the bear market where there isn't a whole lot of um you know free money floating around for people to come and actually do something um and 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 earn so that might be a, a really good opportunity to set up something like that if we're able to use that, you know, if we're able to use that treasury and drive player demand, then maybe the bonding curve issue or the bonding curve concerns aren't going to be as uh, significant because the assets will now, you know, the value of the assets in the game will now be supported by players, player-driven demand. Um, and so then maybe there won't be as much of a need to rely on a bonding curve to help support the ecosystem and, and provide some stability to assets in the ecosystem. So that's just my take on it. Um, I'm not opposed to any of those things. You know, I think we have people in our community that have, uh, you know, they're exercising good oversight. So um, none of these decisions need to be made immediately or anytime soon, but it's good to have this conversation now. And uh, that's kind of my take on the whole thing. I've been reading on, on the bond up on the bonding curve and you know how it works and, and reading the posts and very like big brain conversation there so um yeah i i think i think we're we're heading in the right direction by having a conversation around it but also we should look at if player if it's player demand that's the issue then we we, we have plenty of firepower we can use to to uh you know to remedy that and maybe bring that gotcha vibe back and you know, start start um, putting things out there. Yeah. Funding community initiatives. Ooh, I like your idea you just dropped there. NFT-based <laughs> stable coin. 
Do you do you actually have like some big brained idea of how that would work? I'm just like <laughs> just, interested now. Just randomly thinking about it. Just uh, <laughs> like it would it would be kind of a chicken and egg situation, I guess, because you'd have Avogadro's as the collaterals for the stable coin, but Avogadro's then would be valued in the stable coin. <laughs> oh yeah, the Avogadro's themselves would become stable. <laughs> Yeah, it would it would it would require a lot of liquidity. <laughs> but uh, I mean, the the main crux of this is that if we take away Ghost, then we all of our assets are suddenly valued in something else, which could could introduce a lot of like would just become another uh, NFT ecosystem that is reliant on like the price of Ethereum for value and everything and then people have to constantly adjust their prices in the bazaar so i mean it all the other nft projects have it it's just uh there is something special about ghost and being able to have that kind of consistent valuation that isn't too erratic all the time yeah being in those other nft communities and buying an eth uh, it can be rough sometimes because you might be saving up for an asset and then the price moves up significantly because the price of ETH moves up. And so um, not as obtainable sometimes. I've ran into that issue before. So, um, yeah, that, that's my main concern as well is how does it affect the assets in the game mm-hmm. and the asset holders? That would be my biggest concern with any anything regarding like the bonding curve, turning it off, so... Um, and also, we would we should make sure that we have a good plan if we're going to turn it off. We should make sure that we have a a well thought out, um, you know, fully comprehensive plan moving forward to replace it with. You know, um, like this shouldn't be like a Medicare, like a Medicaid kind of plan where they say, "Well, we'll get rid of the old thing, but we don't really have a new thing. We'll figure it out as we go." Yeah. I think that would be the right approach. Um, you know, we should make sure we have a fully comprehensive, like well thought out plan of what's going to replace it if we were to ever do that. And will we still make this decision in a in a bull market? Probably. I think in a bull market, it would probably be the best time to make that decision because you actually then have uh, more liquidity in the market overall, and uh, people tend to take on more speculative positions in bear markets. I mean, bull markets. Um, not to mention that GameFi. And not Avogadro specifically, but GameFi is still very much in that speculative um, category. That's how a lot of investors view GameFi stuff. Is you know, um, it it is a little bit. They view it as a little riskier out on the, you know, on the risk curve when you when you're looking at everything else you can put your money into in crypto. But the I think the the secret sauce of Avogadro is inherently because of the Ghost token. Out of all the game five projects, I would probably feel comfiest, you know, buying Avogadro assets because they might not decline in the same way in a in a severe downturn. Yeah, as uh, as Dr. Wagme puts it, and I tend to agree somewhat. As a gamify project, we are kind of a high risk, like low reward, as it's in terms of the ghost. Um, so people view us as like, oh, this ghost token, like it's not gonna, it's not a moonshot, it's not gonna 100x, and it's also probably not gonna 
go down like 90%. So, but being in the gamify space, there is this perception that everything is high risk. So people are inherently looking for high risk, high reward kind of projects. They, they come across Avogadro and they're like, what is this? It's like a high risk because there's smart contract risk. There's ecosystem risk. There's regulatory risk. And then like they look at Ghost and like, oh, well, the, this token's like probably not going to pump. So why would I even consider like buying it? Then they, they might not look beyond that to all the different uh, assets that we have and all the ways that you can earn in the ecosystem. And that's where I feel like we could have some more uh, marketing initiatives, community-funded marketing mm -hmm. initiatives to help push that uh, stigma out a little bit and say, hey, look, we are the gaming project in GameFi that is, you know, we are taking risk out of our underlying ecosystem token. But hey, if you're willing to take risk and go for high risk, high reward plays, here are some plays in our ecosystem that, you know, you could, you yeah. could definitely give your shot at and, and, you know, make some significant returns. Uh, I think that would be the, kind of the play there is to maybe address that stigma um, because we are, I think we are a little different in that sense where the token is, uh, you know, low reward, high risk technically based on the, you know, all the inherent risks around GameFi. But the the wearables, the land, you know, all those things have a high potential to become really valuable. And, you know, we, we heard people say that yesterday, too, um, with, you know, art being integrated into the Gachiverse now. Um, certain types of land, even, you know, the way people build out their land parcels, some parcels might be more valuable in the future. But, you know, conveying that value and saying this is a high, high risk, high reward play in the Gachiverse, that's something we can still work on, and, you know, through community-funded projects get the word out on that Mikey. Yeah, i want to see uh, hardcore had like some cool archetypes he was working on i was working on some a while ago as well because there are like a lot of different play styles within the game yeah here we go and that's the I other thing we're just yeah. on the precipice of becoming like a true game like we're about to get the gameplay and the wearables and the traits and everything is going to get implemented. Um, that's that's. I feel like we're going to get a lot of attention um, as a game because up until now we haven't got a lot of attention as a game. You know, um, there's a, there's some farming that goes on in the Gachiverse, and we we've attracted people who know how to farm tokens. But we should really also think about what type of players we want in the game. You know, um, if we want the the Moon Boys who are going to pump the coin also realize that those moon boys don't care about buying wearables and probably the game overall they're looking at the token and so a lot of that ghost that probably is going to get bought up in a speculative fashion is not going to make its way into buying ecosystem things like land and wearables and maybe maybe but maybe not you know um and i also re remember other other projects like this like decentraland <clears throat> I remember looking at Decentraland and looking at their land prices like six months before I looked at the project and you could have bought a piece of land in Decentraland for between like, you know, 10 and a hundred dollars, depending on where you were in, in the, you know, in their metaverse. And now the floors are significantly like exponentially higher than that. 
and it didn't take very long for them to get there you know so when these projects take off they really do take off and um you know same with axie infinity when i joined you could have bought a uh, you know you could have bought some land in in axie infinity for a couple hundred dollars you know fast forward a year um some of the the land in the core of their like kind of what we would consider the citadel they call it the genesis city um i think the floor price for the land was over a million dollars and that was just in less than a year going from you know a couple hundred to a million dollars and so the when the money does come in and we saw that during the bull market things can take off like exponentially like face melting speed mm -hmm. um you know, Axie Infinity went from like four, ten to fourteen thousand dollars in revenue a week to over fourteen million dollars in revenue a week. You know, they became a fifty billion market cap project in less than a year. And so, like, you know, people forget how quickly these things can take off when there's a lot of liquidity, a lot of money to be thrown at these sorts of plays. Um, and so, I don't necessarily think pumping the token is going to help the ecosystem, but it will maybe get a little bit of attention on the project but probably just as much attention on the project once it crashes and you know you pay for volatility you know if you're willing to take the volatility on the downside you're going to get volatility on the upside so it goes both ways and so um yeah that's my that's my take on it uh gachi emperor welcome on stage sir Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you fine. I don't know. Yeah. Talking. I don't know. Can you guys hear Gachi Emperor? No. Discord's weird tonight. Yeah. It's not as bad as it was last week, but. Oh, no, she's sure she said I thought he could. So, I mean, that's probably enough for the bonding curve discussion. I think it's it's going to be something yeah. that goes on for a while. It's an it's a it's an ongoing discussion, and that's okay. You know, it's good to have long discussions around that stuff. So that's that. Uh, definitely jump in there uh, if you have some opinions. Uh, the forum is still going. Definitely get your opinions in there. Uh, we got two other things here. Uh, Verse Vegas. Um, who made this? If you want to come talk about Verse Vegas, is I as meta? <clears throat> if you'd like to come and talk about that, um, the details of what this is, last last meta VR poker gaming platform. Um, would like to open up a line of communication regarding possible partnership and collaborations, including co-marketing. So uh, I felt yeah. like this was like just one of those posts that they just like spamming on every ah. forum. Yeah, at least they did. They did add that thing about not leaving the related link there. That was kind of nice. But I, I figured this was like just some spam post. I almost deleted yeah. it, like closed it, but uh, because they put that last line in, I was like, all right, we'll, we'll let it. We'll let you stay open. <laughs> and they started off with greetings, dear team. So probably yeah. a boilerplate. It's like, it looks like one of those ads I get on. I get a thousand of them on Telegram every day. <laughs> oh my god those buy bitcoin ads are just terrible i'll help you trade bitcoin yeah right 
Uh, it, no, it's always like marketing specialists. It's like VD, and they're all fake. It's crazy. I get I get probably 50 DMs on Telegram every day, just because I'm a I'm a, I'm a mod in the Avagachi fam Telegram. It's a Telegram is a it's a hellhole. That's a sign of making it when you get lots of spam. <laughs> <laughs> You're a target. Yeah. Okay, so that takes. I think that does take care of the. Oh, boost the art contest. Uh, someone is making a proposal to boost the art contest. Um, I thought the rewards were pretty, pretty generous, but let's see the rationale here. Um, yeah, funds. Oh, they want to add a few extra categories: best single spacious design, best single reasonable design, best single humble design. Best multi-parcel design and best mosaic meets farm equipment design. Hmm. What are your thoughts on those? There's right now just it's first, second, third, fourth, right? Um, is this? Yeah, this isn't an, an alternative alternative proposal. It's saying let's do first overall best, second overall best, third overall best, fourth overall best. And then best single spacious. Mm, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, isn't this based on a single parcel anyway? Are you, are you guys judging on a single parcel? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, I know there are people who have done designs over multiple parcels. Um, we don't. We don't have multiple categories like single parcel or multiple parcels. So uh, we didn't really anticipate people making designs over multiple parcels, I mean, in, in the rules. Uh, so, but I know there are people who have like made multi-parcel designs. I don't know, how do you guys want to handle that? Can we include multi-parcel designs? Well, they can, but it, I, mean, we're, I feel like we're, they would have a huge advantage over a single parcel design, right? I guess I'm thinking in terms of if, if someone, you know, had like five uh, humbles or something. But you, I guess you're right, because if someone had five like spaciouses, now they have a huge canvas. So, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying there. Add a new category with its own prize, multi-parcel design. But then if we do that, does that mean the first, second, third, and fourth places won't be judged if they're multi-parcel? So first to fourth will be just only single parcel, and then you'd have one prize for a multi-parcel. Is that what that means? Yeah, we didn't include anything about like yeah. multi-parcel designs in in the rules. Um, yeah, there, it, it does seem like they would have a kind of an advantage over a single parcel if like we allow multi-parcel designs, um, but. Um, it's, I mean, I think it's probably already people have built designs around it. Yeah, that was kind of my thoughts, actually. I was thinking, you know, hopefully you guys want to do more of these because this is kind of fun uh, yeah. to yeah. see. And so maybe we have this as like a rolling conversation towards the next one, kind of like how we do rarity farming. So this is already kind of out there. Um, maybe there's an expectation that's already been set. So why don't we 
I don't know. If people are up to it, we can keep talking about this and see like what the next one should look like if they're willing to do more of these. I guess if it's you know if you make your entry multi-parcel, uh, it's gonna need people should judge it with the same criteria, knowing that it is multi-parcel versus like a single parcel. So if I if I'm able to do something really dope on a single parcel. Uh, it's almost like I have kind of a handicap in a way, right? Versus your multi-parcel. So people should try and judge it with that handicap. Are you saying that the spacious parcel would be the handicap rather than having multiple? Because then you can have a size your canvas however you want. I mean, the, if we, you know, if we don't distinguish between single parcel and multi-parcel entries, I think it would just be built, yeah, like Wasashi says, it would just be built into the voting. People can, if you think that someone did a really great job with a single parcel, then you could upvote their, their entry. If you think someone, like if, if you were comparing two, one really cool design on a single and another really cool design on like three humbles or, spa or like two spacious, you know, yeah. Maybe apply a handicap. But I don't think we can add like a handicap for it. That's that's gonna like we're not gonna manually add that into everything. So I think uh, there were no the rules were not super clear. So I think this first round it will probably just be like uh, a, f a free open process. If you want to submit your entry with with five spacious, I think. That's a lot of effort that went into that. Um, so, makes sense to me. Yeah, Tommy Gachi asks, is there a Zoom level of submission so that humbles can be judged similar to spacious? I think it's fine. I guess in that context, it should be fine, right? Yeah, we'll have to be more clear about, about the next contest with, with these type of rules. Yeah, I think you guys were going for simple and fun. I got a multi-parcel design, so I'd be shooting myself in the foot if I said we should only do single. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can be creative both ways, and that's what matters. So just like be creative in whichever way you can, and, and we'll judge it. But it's everybody judging it too, so you know, you'll have different tastes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I always end up fighting my own bags. It just happens. Um, okay, cool. That takes care of all the old business and new business. How do we feel about talking about eyes? I think we should get to consensus on that because those are the only two traits left that we need to work on. You guys are actually working on the traits, but, you know, um, what, what's your take on it? Is there something else you want to talk about instead? Um, I'm just looking at the board here.
thought we we had a pretty good convo on it last week, and we haven't had too much movement on that right right now because we are still working on a lot of the combat, and so eyes haven't played a huge part. And uh, they they the idea I floated last week about the rarity like the uh, the drop modifier that I'm not sure how long it would take until we would be able to like actually implement that. So I just want to be clear with that, that when that, that kind of mechanic will be, it could be implemented very you know quicker, but I was originally thinking we would, that would probably be more of like a dungeons feature when we finally get to that in the grid. So I just, I want to clarify that a little bit, but I think it was an, it was an interesting idea for sure. Cause we're looking for something really that is, part utility or no it's part aesthetic but also part utility but that utility doesn't we don't want it to be something that doesn't scale well like it gets it's easy for the market to put a, a very clear fixed value on it so uh okay i mean i was thinking of it in the same way how you can have a primary characteristic and a secondary the the primary would be an aesthetic thing because I really do think the the eyes aren't represented that well in the Gachiverse, just given the gameplay style, and you know you just can't see the eyes so well. So maybe having a like a part, you know, we have our little uh, when you press shift, there's that trail that comes out. Right now it's all all standard, but if the color of the trail could be correlated with the eye color, and then the shape of the pattern coming out behind the Gachi could be correlated with the eye shape. And not necessarily the exact eye shape, but like inspired by the eye shape. You know, I'm sure Zbot could make some magic work with that. Um, and have like, uh, yeah, shape eye shape correlated to the shape of the trail, eye color record uh, correlated to the actual color of the trail, and, and that would be the primary characteristic that we would just have in the Gachiverse. And then the secondary characteristic would be implemented at a later time. And that would be a whole different discussion around, you know, adding utility or something, you know, that could scale for the eyes. That, that was my thoughts around that. Throwing a poll up there. Just uh, the people are mentioning the fog of war we talked about a little bit. Oh, yeah. Fog of war. The other cool idea there. Trying to find your thread. The uh, the eyes with the trail just sounds it's a bit weird because it's like they have nothing to do with that trail. True, very true. There's that idea of laser laser eyes as well, um, kind of like a bat signal thing. I I just don't know what that would look like, but that it sounds like a cool idea. line and says what is fog of war fog of war would basically be when you spawn all the areas around you would kind of be they would be visible in terms of seeing the parcels seeing the installations but but player positions and alchemica positions would be invisible until you entered that area in that session there would be some exceptions to that which would like for example lights Anywhere where there's a light, there would you would automatically have visibility when you enter the game. Um, 
lights could probably also be crafted and put on your parcel too. Would be pretty neat. Um, so that that's essentially what fog of war would be. There and there's a couple ways you can do it. You could do it uh, where the fog comes back after you've left that area, or it could be where after you've left that area, you always have visibility, like full visibility in that section that you've explored. Which I, I kind of like the latter. I think it would just be better to always be able to see that area. Reminds me of this game, Command and Conquer. You'd have to build like a base and everything else would be fog of war <clears throat> until you go explore it. Then you'd have a newly discovered area. Musashi says, I like one eye trait for the fog of war and one for seeing through walls. So fog of war only works up until walls and installations, but uh, other trait shows fog of war to see through the walls. That would be kind of interesting for like lodges and stuff, you know. Um, there was an idea I was talking to another Gachi gang member about um, having potential skins for wearables and um, being able to reskin a, a wearable in terms of like not changing completely aesthetically what the wearable looks like, but adding a little touch to the wearable. Um, and, and I thought that was another interesting idea. I don't know, maybe eye traits could somehow play in with that. But. In Lagan, you had some cool designs for um, potential reskin wearables. I thought those were interesting. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch to the friends discussion you brought up at the beginning because we didn't really oh, yeah. come back to that. Yeah. So let's go once this core prop passes, um, it looks like it's gonna pass. So probably next week, we will make an announcement to, with all the channels and let everyone know that uh, friends are gonna be ending pretty much immediately as per the core prop. And. So there are, last time I checked, there were about 5 million ghosts uh, doing the single staking. And I don't know if anyone if anyone knows who any of those large stakers are. Uh, we should try and reach out to those guys. If you know them personally, reach out to them. Just let them know. Let's try to make this process uh, easy for everyone. And we'll be doing outreach next week as well to help everyone uh, move over to the glitter staking and uh, WAP ghost. And we're also going to be working on uh, the snapshot voting power that everyone uh, we voted on with the core prop. Uh, and every time we tinker with snapshot, it's always uh, a process. And also, our team has just been really busy with V2, trying to get uh, a version out of that. So that's that's why there's been a delay on that. Um, if anyone in the community, like you, you guys, don't need to wait for us to. Uh, make these PRs to snapshot. Like, if anyone in the community is capable of doing that or wants to learn how to do it, feel free to reach out because we would love to be able to have the community submit these type of PRs to snapshot. It, it's really not that difficult. It just requires testing and some, some knowledge of JavaScript. 
because that would that would be huge. So we don't have to always be the only single party, like knowing how to update snapshot. If you're a, if you're a JavaScript developer and uh, more like Node.js, really, uh, that would be really helpful. Because uh, in the future, I mean, not all the proposals that are on the DAO should be implemented by Pixelcraft. Things that can be community-led, like community-submitted, that would that'll be that's like how it's going to be in the future. So we should start training for that now. I'd be interested in learning that. <clears throat> yeah, and that that could be a DTF or like a role that the DAO pays, just like to keep the voting power updated with all the all the latest changes by the DAO. That would be kind of a, uh, a load off our shoulders as a company and better for decentralization as well if the DAO understands how to do that. Yeah, I think it's good. good skill I'll, set. Uh, I'll link to the strategy. Let me see if I can find it here. Everything is on their uh, snapshot repo. Got to find it. Uh, Candoizo has been the one doing a lot of that for Avogachi. If you, if you guys know Candoizo, very OG developer joined Pixelcraft. So he's been helping a lot yeah. with, with that. Let's see, it's hard to find it on GitHub. So yeah, um, we will try to get that updated as, as quickly as we can. And then for friends, we will, we'll, on our side, we will let some stakers know that we that we know, but obviously we don't know everyone who's staking, how much they're staking. So if you know anyone, let's try to make this transition easy for people. Okay, I believe this is the strategy that we use. Can anybody hear me? Yes. Hello, sir. Oh, cool. You're back. I'm on my computer, so that's cool. That kind of sucked for a while on my phone. I was going to say, is there going to be something in place to maybe roll over things for people that might not be able to get out so they don't lose their uh, APR or whatever? Are you guys going to take and move their stake over to another token or... They can't move their stake, though. Nah, we, yeah, we, we can't do that. <laughs> okay. So it's basically if somebody doesn't realize it, it's kind of, you know, instantaneous with no time frame. So. Well, we've been talking about it for, for two months two now. Months, so. Yeah, I was just wondering if there was a rollover thing, that's all. Does someone want to, like, honestly, a cool thing to do would be make, like, a little, like, animated clip or something that, like, makes it fun, like, entertaining, but, like, gets the point across. Like, that would honestly be the, the most effective way to get the message out. Like, just create some really, like, cool meme that, like, we can start, like, spreading around to get at least someone's attention, you know? It doesn't have to be, like, a long write-up. It could just be, like, a cool, like, meme or a piece of art that, like, 
really shows what's happening here. Um, 3D Slaps had a cool meme that I thought was kind of funny. But uh, Yeah, honestly, we just need to get the message out. If, if people haven't been listening in the last two months, then that's on them. But we can also make that little extra effort we'll like to get the word out as we're doing it. Sounds like Coder Dan's beating up his mic. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm a I'm a tapper. Uh, playing drums, I will. I, I wouldn't call it like, um, what do you call it? When you, like you're always moving. It's not that. Yeah. I just like tap out beats all the time, like unconsciously. <laughs> yeah, restless fingers syndrome. Ah, restless fingers. It started when I started playing drums and it just like never stopped. <laughs> yeah, the manner says the beatboxing was pure fire. Thank you, sir. I have to get Cider Dan back on the mic one day. Oh yeah, Cider Dan killed it. It was amazing. We actually played it out at the end too when this when the spillover was dropping. Yeah, that was a really cool event. Thank you guys for um, supporting us with that. Appreciate it. It was kind of funny though, because I had it playing on my computer too, so it had like this like feedback loop effect. So it sounded like a remixed version. Yeah, that was that was lit. <laughs> like, has anyone explored? I, I posted a tweet earlier, just like, what if I wanted to make some sort of like music NFT that people could then. I don't know what, what people do with these things now, but like I guess you remix it or like people can remix it and make their own like music NFTs from it. I don't know. But is there like a cool should I be doing something with it if I wanted to like make that into an NFT? Uh hell yeah. A phase literally just said, uh send me the audio, he wants to sample it. So it'd be cool to do like a actual like gotcha gang remix of your beatbox with his yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you had heard his set yesterday, it was incredible. You know, same with DJ Super Paul and all the other peeps that joined in. You know, they killed it. But I think um, I think you should have your own fake gachi card. You know, I think you and Jesse should both have like at least one. Thing oh yeah, definitely. Out and put something cool together. That'd be really. I just cool. don't know. I need to make like a a saddle chair art somehow. Yeah, saddle chairs like you're a meme, man. That's that's hundred percent coder Dan for sure. The legendary saddle chair. But uh, so I was asking about the music NFTs. Is, so I see every every time I ask it, there's like two or th three platforms, or I, have to, I guess I have to look into them. But yeah, maybe just make a uh, fake Gachis out of it too. Could do that. Dequency or STEM NFTs. Yeah, a friend of mine created, a, he put together a smart contract uh, for this project he did for, you know, it was a free mint called STEM Bits on Polygon. And it was kind of cool. Um, the music was stored, I don't know how he did it, but the music was stored on chain with the NFT. And they were like these really lightweight, um, like chip tune kind of files. 
and you would be able to put the stem bits together somehow, mash them together, and actually create like new songs with the NFT. So I gotta I gotta talk to him and see how he did that because that would be really cool to implement that to have like music NFTs that you can mash together to make a new NFT with the combined. Um, yeah, yeah, that's what I want. Like I wanna yeah. I wanna be able to like make this as an NFT and then have like like what Snoop Dogg did a while back, right? Didn't he made that track? And people, if you use that track in your song, like you, you can use it because you have the NFT. Yeah, exactly. So people can like buy like your track, and then they can use it in their NFTs or whatever. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I should look into Audius because it's been like many months now since I've looked at Audius. Last time they were doing a. Uh, kind of like a Spotify, but with tokenized uh, rewards for like contributors. But I wonder if they've implemented any sort of NFT thing. That'd be cool. Again, going back to Hardcore's point, yeah, Falcon Morales Hackathon has uh, probably plenty of opportunity to do large file music NFTs for sure. Mm hmm. Oh, uh, we've been uh, discussing a little bit for the, the final touches of the NFT displays, and uh, there's like we, a couple ways we can do them. Do we want, as a community, do we want them to have like different tiers where you like you can unlock um, by upgrading? For example, if you want to like play a music NFT, that could be an upgrade, or if you want to display like your bizarre link that that would like be another another upgrade or do we want them to all just be like level level one and they they have all those features that's interesting um does i don't know i think that's you know it's uh i guess i guess if i was an artist um i wouldn't want to be restricted by the display if that makes any sense, like if I was making an NFT and I wanted everyone to display it, if there's levels to it, I might choose not to put audio in the NFT just so can everyone can display it. Although the NFT the project would have been a lot better, you know, if I included music. So yeah. maybe artists might be making unfavorable trade-offs to their own projects. That's the only thing I could see as a downside is maybe the the that some of the content wouldn't be its full potential that it could have been because they want everybody to be able to display that. Maybe yeah. that's kind of how I feel too. Like, but then we just we just don't have the ability to have like multi-level NFT displays, which is also probably you know it's not terrible. I know a lot of galleries. So on Cyber is a metaverse for galleries, so you can buy like a a pod. They call it a gallery pod. And the levels of pods are correlated with how many pieces of art you can display. So yeah. maybe the level of the NFT display is actually linked to how many more other displays can be displayed on your land. So level one can only have one. A level two can have, you know, I don't know how that would scale actually. But if that was somehow correlated to how many actual pieces of work you can display, that would maybe make more sense, I think. Yeah.
agree on cyber is really cool but i mean their their whole metaverse is solely focused around displaying art kind of like uh what mocha is doing mm -hmm. and so it's kind of similar concept there uh but i could see that being partially kind of implemented in the gachiverse through our nft displays you know being one facet of many different things you know um, i've already scoped out a, a parcel for my art gallery parcel yeah, what I'm ex excited about for Avagachi is the like the the potential where you can hold an event in the game, and eventually you'll you'll be able to drop tokens for people attending that event in the game. Like, hey, come, hey, everyone, like, come to my event. I got some Alchemica or some some token that I'm planning to drop at this event, and uh, probably maybe have some way to like gate your parcel, right? So people can't come in and like steal all the alchemical like bots or whatever can run in but this uh this ability to have uh an in-game event will also like distributing incentives for people to come kind of like kind of like you go to a party in real life and they have like finger food yeah the drop parties was so fun like uh other games too like uh in in uh, runescape they would have drop parties where it'd be like oh hey come hang out, you know, at this specific area in the game. And it would be a guy like running around, dropping all these weapons and stuff. And it'd just be fun. Yeah, you yeah. know, people spamming the chat and, um, we could, we could add another layer of depth to that. Cause we have art, we have, you know, the ability to add performances. Uh, it could be like a whole thing, you know, whole, like you said, like a whole event. Um, in, you know the nature of the nft display i think is a lot something a lot of people are curious about you know if you would be willing to drop a little alpha on us like what do these like how will be able to see the art you know jesse had said there's going to be three formats like square landscape and portrait um but how are we going to be able to actually see the art like when i'm walking down a road in the gachiverse mm -hmm. and has their nft display up Will I be able to see the NFT right there, or will I actually have to go up and interact with the with the installation to see the NFT? No, you're gonna see it right there. It's basically oh, on the dang. floor. You're gonna be able to walk on top of it. Oh, so it's almost like a tile kind of thing. Yeah, it's it. It looks visually distinct from a tile, but it is. It's an installation that doesn't have any collision. Well, it has a few collisions, but. In general, you can walk on top of it. And when you walk on top of it, it's going to pop up with all the information. It's like, so you can you can kind of, uh, I, I imagine almost like a hologram. Like you walk on top of it, and it's going to pop out and show you the information of that piece of art with like a, like a, a buy button and, and some information linked to OpenSea or whatever. So... You won't have to close that pop up to like go to the next one. You can just keep walking, and it will. As you're walking, it'll load the NFT that you're standing on. Oh dang! So actually, theoretically, you could have these NFT art displays. I didn't realize this, but you could actually have the sailing to OpenSea. So you could actually not only have a gallery, but you could have a like a market little storefront for art. People, if they like it, they can buy it potentially. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh shit, that's cool. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, even think the, the the cool part is like fake gachis will be linked directly to the bazaar. So if you 
you have like your fake gachis event you can have a collection and you can get everyone and like have your in-game event and people can buy it right on the spot or you know you could have an open sea link as well but uh but fake gachis will be right in the bazaar Oh man, that's amazing. That's really cool. Um, that's something I don't even think exists in a lot of other metaverses yet. So, like, I don't think yeah. you can do that in Sandbox. You actually have to go to like the bazaar, their like store, yeah, to like buy stuff. I think that's in like crypto voxels, they, I mean, they they support external links, which is not hard to do. Yeah, and something we can also do. Like, if you if you click the OpenSea link, you probably don't need to actually leave. The gachi verse it can just open it right there like that's that's been done already i think but but it'll be a layer a little bit more of a deeper integration with the bazaar because it'll it'll be happening like right in that window and when when it's over the art will like disappear from the nft display because it's because it's not owned by that person anymore it's owned by you once you've bought it oh very cool yeah that's very cool um rick rickage says careful on scam links um are, is there yeah. a way yes because everything's linked to the bazaar that'd be one way um to mitigate that yeah but, we're going to be very careful with those like initially they're probably just open sea and bazaar links and then um eventually we'll probably have like a, a github or somewhere where where the community can submit links that can be like whitelisted but uh, yeah. we, we got to be very careful with that. We got some questions in the chat there. Animated NFTs too. Uh, are we going to have, an, uh, you know, if it's an animated NFT, when you walk on it, is it going to play the NFT or play the whatever? Yeah, like a, like a oh. GIF or an MP4 probably. And because these are stored on Arweave, 100 megabytes, you could theoretically actually have a short clip. Like it could be like a two or three minute thing uh you know and it would still it might still actually work then that is very cool um tommy gachi asks does the music play when the user steps on the nft display um there, yeah these are still some questions we'll be experimenting with okay but probably once we're, we've been working on uh the localized sound so when like with the fountain, uh, when you get the closer you get to it, the the louder it would get. But if you imagine, you can't have like we wouldn't want to have that kind of like ambient sound for a parcel that has like ten NFTs on it. Could it'd be pretty messy? So it probably yeah. would be when you walk on it, it would play the sound. I guess. Yeah, exactly. I think I think that would be the right approach. There is, you know, when you walk on the NFT, you get to see it, or else it'd just be very spammy, you know. And you you would never be able to get a quiet moment in the Gachi verse. It's like if you're in District One, you're gonna be hearing all kinds of stuff wherever you go because everyone's gonna have stuff on their parcel. So, um, can you speak on the size of these NFT displays? Like uh, in terms of like, is it the size of like a golden tile or? Do they vary in size? Um, you know, like how how large, how much space do these things take up? There's two main sizes for the square, big and small. I'm not gonna say the exact sizes yet, but uh, sizes we're familiar with. Oh, very cool. 
And like Jesse was saying, are they going to come in different shapes? I guess maybe not initially, but eventually, like, uh, you know, you can do square, but also portrait and landscape work as well, like the rectangles. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, or Ben Lagan's idea. You can slap three down right next to each other and make a mural. That'd be cool. We They are going to have an edge uh, to kind of give it a visual distinction from a tile. But uh, if we maybe we can have an edgeless version in the future. And the cost is a good question. Uh, how much do you guys think these would these should be? Uh, lots of alpha. Lots of alpha involved <laughs> in making them. That's what I think. Yeah. Like all the social features, it seems like a lot of alpha is used. So, yeah, a bunch of alpha and kek. I agree. It's not really a mechanical, you know, going back to what you said, like it's not really a mechanical impetus kind of thing. It's a, mm -hmm. it's like more of a social slash flex rarity kind of thing. So, you know, that sounds like something that would be built with alpha and kek to me. But if there's not going to be levels, it should be expensive, right? If there's going to be levels, then maybe the first one can be incremental, and then the second one can be more than that, and then so on. But if it's only going to be the one kind of level, static, you know, this is what you get, Yeah. then then I think it should be expensive. Then it should be quite a bit, you know. We also, I think it should be expensive enough that you have to consider it if it's worth, like, displaying your art if that makes sense you know like you don't want people um just like spamming with like 100 nft displays and then have a bunch of crappy memes on there like that's that's just not going to be very good quality um like it should be enough that you think about you know if you actually want to have multiple on your parcel like if you're going for an art gallery maybe you're going to splurge and, and spend all that money and get get a whole bunch but Hardcore says it seems like there should be multiple levels with different features. Yeah, that's pretty much what I was asking at the beginning. So there's a couple different features. There's like, uh, you know, basic display where you can display your art, and uh, obviously the size. Well, obviously those those are size is something that you can't change that with an upgrade. Like the the size of the thing is fixed because uh, it's on the on chain grid, so you can't upgrade something and make it bigger. And then, like, yeah, audio, whether or not it plays audio, how many pieces there are, those could all be um, upgrades that, uh, or, or they could just be kind of built into the, the level one, and there's only one level. But uh, it, having, so one, one, like, one kind of annoying thing would be we'd have, we'd have to make, um, a bunch of well, one one consideration would be if we have different levels. Generally, we people kind of expect different visuals for it. Um, so we'd have to, or or it could just be something you know you upgrade it. It looks the same, but you get an extra feature. What about um, this? Is a little bit different uh, approach, but what about building an installation that actually allows you? to install a certain amount of NFT displays, kind of like the altar does. So the NFT displays would all be one level. They'd be all the same, but you would have almost like a, 
we'd have to find a term for it, but uh, like a gallery something, like a installation, a gallery installation, I guess is what you would call it. And this gallery insta installation will dictate how many NFT displays you can put on your parcel. So the NFT displays would cost, you know, they'd be affordable and they'd cost all the same. Uh, but the amount that you can install would be correlated to this one installation that would be upgradable. And that would be the expensive thing. Maybe, yes. It's a little more complicated, but it would be one way to get around, you know, having no constraints on the actual artwork itself, but also allowing that scalability, you know, people want to display more. Um, it's kind of like upgrading your on-cyber, like, art gallery. Like, you're upgrading it so you can display more work kind of thing. Yeah, because if you have, say you had, like, 10 NFT displays, and you wanted them all to have sound. Say that was an upgrade. You'd have to upgrade all ten of them, which could could be kind of annoying. It would upgrade somewhere. Yeah, is there a way to implement where that first that first uh nft display installation dictates like the first one is upgradable but that dictates all the level all the subsequent ones you can add so that first one you put it down um level I mean, five yeah but it's like it's almost too it's like over engineering the thing yeah yeah. And we're trying not to over engineer stuff too much. Yeah. It's like I'm I'm trying to think what if I'm just like a random artist that has like I just got I just learned about Avogachi through fake gachis. I'm like this artist and I'm I think it's a cool thing. So I I, I get a card and I make a piece and I'm like, all right, this is kind of cool. Maybe I'm gonna I'm gonna try to like, you know, join these guys as metaverse to show this thing off and like see what happens so i'm gonna i might go buy a humble and then it, like if i get in there and, it, and it's like a ton of effort to display this thing yeah i'm gonna it's a lot of friction for someone like they already have to have a gachi and stuff like there are a couple layers of friction so i think our job should try to be let's think whenever we can like reduce friction especially for this type of social feature uh, that's going to have big payoffs in terms of like allowing pe new people to the ecosystem to, to onboard quickly. Yeah. So I just want to make sure that like a level one NFT display should be pretty functional. Like I, if I were, a guy just joined the game and I'm like, all right, I got this NFT display. Cool. Like, Oh, but I, now I got to upgrade it too. I, I already bought it, but now I got to upgrade it. I don't know. I might, I might like rage quit. Yeah. We shouldn't, we shouldn't make the art aspect so complicated, you know? Um, and so I, I'm still kind of leaning towards making the NFT displays all kind of one level, 
but somehow if we're able to you know the upgrading aspect would be how many you can have like maybe that's a maybe that's another uh you know the altar is the heartbeat of the parcel right it's the it forms the tech tree for a lot of things why not have the altar dictate how many nft displays you have so level one altar can have one nft display a level two can have two a level three you know all the way up to level nine you can have or maybe you can scale exponentially and you know level two can have like three or something i mean again if you do that then we're, we're not we're probably not planning to make the altar a prerequisite unless unless like people think that we really do want to make it a prerequisite because otherwise, again, you can't have uh, uh, an art display the size of a humble because you've got your altar on there. Yeah. Interesting. going to have to think about this more, but yeah, everyone have a think on it because it's, we are getting close to wanting to put some specs out for you guys. I like how you guys have thought about making it almost like a tile form, but more, you know, have it lifted, standing out a little bit more. Um, and, you know, the formatting sounds on point so far. So It's going to be cool. I'm, I, yeah. I haven't experienced it yet, but I, we're going to make it cool. Like to, to, I want it to feel like you're kind of browsing like this cool, like, uh, like high-tech art gallery. Yeah, like I imagine, like you know, like a futuristic-looking art gallery in you know what you would imagine fits in with the Gachi purse. Uh, you know, talking to Nine Kong yesterday was interesting, hearing how he looks at these things with design choices and stuff. So, I'm uh, sure someone someone asked, uh, <laughs> "Can we rent out our displays?" Like, what? What do you mean? Like, because. So you you own your display. You could, if you have the NFT, you would be able to put it on there. But I think what you're saying is, uh, can you let other people put NFT their NFTs on your display? I guess, even if it's not in your wallet. I feel like at this point it'd be very much like uh, you know, it would be like a OTC kind of thing agreement where you. Um, you make an agreement with a party to display their artwork for a certain period of time. And so you promote whatever you'd like to promote for them and then they pay you. But uh, maybe having that on chain would be kind of complicated. Yeah, so the NFT, currently we're not planning to put the NFT display transaction on chain. Uh, that could change if, if people really think that's a good idea to have it on chain. like the white listing of the different uh, art contracts will be on chain. So like you fake gachis and like the Ave Avagachi friends NFT, like that will be on chain, that white listing. But we're not planning to actually make people do an on-chain transaction to like update the NFT display to include the, to show which picture it's currently displaying. We could do that. Uh, there are some benefits to doing that, but it it's just like kind of a waste of the network, I guess. Um, but if you wanted to add in some form of trustless advertising, then you would probably need to have that kind of info on chain. But I do think that, you know, as Matic gets more and more clogged, it's 
if having putting everything on chain is is kind of a, a risk for the gachi verse in in areas where it really doesn't need to be that on chain initially i was all 100 percent all on chain gang but now you know seeing how you guys have been developing the gachi verse uh i kind of agree with china's sentiment that uh, we should keep everything like Avagachi protocol related uh, on chain. You know, like Avagachis, we have like wearables and all that stuff should definitely stay on chain. But maybe the like uh, the the uh, the overlying infrastructure for the Gachi where some things can be a lot of things can probably just be built like a normal game, right? Yeah. Yeah, Mikey J brings up the main downside is that uh, because the the info wouldn't be on chain if someone wanted to make a tool where you could like look at all the nft display info we would need to provide that api because they're they're stored on the server um we we there's probably some middle ground where we can do some form of like ipfs where it's being saved to like orbit db or some like some more decentralized database that that uh we could have like read access to people for so we'll be exploring that uh initially it will most likely be uh just stored on our servers because we want to get this out fairly quickly for you guys like next month but uh but yeah i think there's probably a middle ground where we can put more info on ipfs yeah very cool yeah i'll definitely have a think on that and see um you know in terms of scaling the actual display um ideally it'd be cool if someone found a way to make them scale in terms of number like that's the big that's the big uh benefit to me is like if you're going to spend more alchemica you should be able to be able to display more art like that's uh sounds natural to me but and also doesn't put any restrictions on the on, on the artists you mean assuming charging for the NFT display? Uh yeah, like so you building the NFT display with uh you know, like they'd be one level, but it would somehow cost more to get more displays on your on your parcel. Oh. Like that would how that would be how you scale up with the you know, increasing alchemica like burn or spending. Maybe. I mean I just I feel like if you have the funds you've you've already bought it you should be able to like place it that that's the other yeah that's the there other also is going to be a uh, golden nft display in in each size so if you're Ooh. looking for some extra clout you'll, you'll definitely want to get one of those oh dang yeah i've definitely got to get some golden frames from my from my stuff <laughs> yeah major alpha alert <laughs> In the, uh, there's a question, are they going to be unequipable? Um, probably, because they're not... Uh, yeah, well, I'm still thinking about that, but um, what do you guys think? Like, they're kind of like, they're kind of like decorations in a way, but they're also installations. Like, like they do something. So I feel uh, unequipable means they don't, they wouldn't get demolished. They would just be returned to your inventory. 
I think they could be demolished as long as the underlying artwork is still intact, you know? Yeah, because the NFT displays are not going to be capped. There's like, there's no cap on those. So it would almost make sense to make those demolished. Uh, and maybe, maybe the golden, there, there's, there's been some chat about the golden altars anyway. Um, speaking of DAO discussion, is, is anyone, uh, like planning to move that forward something it was something about the golden altar and being able to move it to different parcels or like i explained in that thread why it's difficult you can't just unequip it because we that's not how the installations work uh but there could be some sort of atomic transaction where you you move it to another parcel for cost or something Oh, so with the golden altar specifically, you're you're not able to uh, remove it. Uh, I mean, I I don't have a golden altar, but with the with the regular altars, it's the same thing, isn't it? You can't remove it; you have to destroy it. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're all they all demolished. Yeah, I think what happened initially, and we can definitely bring it up. Uh, I think this uh, moving the altar was put up as a SIG prop initially, but now there's a thread for it. So um, we can still talk about it. Yeah, the altar being movable it does introduce a lot of kind of issues because you're, if there's no cost to it, you're basically just getting a free altar once you've mined your parcel. Uh, the NFT display, I could see that being more like a decoration. Because it's not farming related. I mean, the farming related stuff does sound a little bit more complicated to me. Like if you had the level, if you had a level nine altar, you know, aside from the fact of it being an altar, but if you removed that from your parcel, what happens to all your installations? Do they get destroyed as well? Because, you know, now you have, like, you can't just put a level one altar down now, right? You have to build it right back up to not level nine. So yeah, the tech tree won't let you like remove your altar unless everything else has been removed. Yeah. What are people saying? Flames asking, how are we going to let artists know about fake gotchis? Well, we, we're doing quite a bit of outreach, but... Uh, I mean, this is an organic, community-driven art project, so it's going to also be up to you guys to just, you know, everyone do your part, and let's, uh, let's help onboard some new artists into Avogachi, some new artists and their fan base. And uh, we will also will be having a new mode soon where you can kind of just join the Gachiverse as an observer. That could be quite powerful for an artist to be able to get their following into the Gachiverse and, and go view their art. So, And also from the artist's perspective, you know, talking to a few artists, the look and feel is a big part of when you're making art, you know, especially if you're not, you know, familiar with the project. So, you know, to get that look and feel of what the Gachiverse colors look like, what the 
3D, you know, what the 3D structures look like, what the Avogachis running around look like, and get that feel for that dynamic is important when you're making art. So um, it's going to be helpful for them in that sense to be an observer. That's cool. Yeah, it's a good idea. Um, yeah, in terms of like advertising for uh, fake gachis, I think we just have to keep spreading the word. Like it's a, we talked about it yesterday at the art summit. You know, with Master Yang's whole, he had a very cool history lesson on NFTs, um, and and really what I realized it's it's all in the grassroots movement in the community. So if the community is not putting the work in or they're not contributing, then it's not going to become as well known as if we all start getting involved creatively with the project and expressing ourselves creatively through fake gachis. That's how it's going to grow. So um, like even myself, I've been getting back into it. I got my procreate uh, on my iPad. I got my pencil. I've been drawing stuff, you know, same with some of the other uh, like folks in uh, GMI and Avogachi in general, you know, we've all been kind of experimenting with stuff. So I encourage it, man. Like even if you don't think you're, that creative, you know, there's always something that you might be able to contribute and have the artist fill in everything else. You know, whether you're like good at beatboxing or making music or something, you can always partner up with someone else that's good at doing the other thing that you're not good at. And then you can still flex, your, flex yourself creatively uh, that way too. So something to think about there. Uh, what are people talking about in the chat here? Uh, GAs. Flame says we should get a bot and proxy account. I think you're kind of, I mean, I feel like you overestimate the power of the Twitter bots. I, I find that like the best way to get engagement on Twitter is just follow the person and like occasionally reply to their tweets with some like fairly insightful comments about something. And then, like if they follow you back, then you can slide into their DMs. That's I mean that's pretty much how Twitter outreach goes. Yeah, I've been talking to a lot of artists on Twitter, and they've been very receptive, you know, to to our project here. So we we are in like the the general awareness. I think we just need to reach out to artists that we might think are interesting to bring into Fikachi. There might be some artists that are already on board that you guys Ooh. don't know about. Oh, well, I know you guys said there's 35 cards. Jesse made the clarification yesterday that uh, a large amount of those cards will be allocated to some to some big names. So, looking forward to that. Yeah, we're gonna have a mix of uh, kind of headliners and Gachi Gang, and then. Really, the, the other work will just be kind of uh, like artists that are not in, they're not necessarily like huge, but they're, they're solid artists and they're like open to exploring a new community. And that's where you guys can help out with the outreach a lot and just like making these new artists aware of, of Polygon and Avogachi and the Bazaar. Like they don't realize there's this whole other space out there probably. Where, uh, where there's like this very active community of of, uh, of NFTs that isn't OpenSea. You know what's going to be really interesting um, 
GMI has been talking about rolling out this initiative of unchained artists, and it really ties in with uh, the, the the card system, uh, the fake gachi cards, because we all, I'm sure we all have people in our around in real life that might be talented artistically where we're not. And they have no idea about crypto, NFTs, art. They don't have any idea around any of that stuff. And what better way to bring them into the Gachiverse and Apagachi than to just let them uh, express themselves creatively and say, hey, look, I got this fake Gachi card. You're great at art. Let me talk. Let's, you know, have a coffee. Let's sit down. Let's talk about what the Gachiverse is. And if you're able to, you know, if you're interested, let's create something together and then we can do a split. And you can make some money, you know, for creating this thing. And so, you know, uh, mobilizing those people is going to be important too. And it's not only going to bring them into the Gachiverse, but it'll give them an entry point into crypto overall, you know, um, and start learning more from there. I mean, Rigo has a good story. He came to Avagachi with, he didn't have funds to buy an Avagachi. So what he did is he created an art project called uh, Avagachi Self-Portraits. Yeah. And, you know, through the sales of Avagachi self-portraits, he was able to buy himself a couple gachis and some items and really get into the game that way. And so that was interesting to hear. And I hope we see more of that, you know, from the in real life conversion to Avagachi artist to Avagachi asset owner. Nice. Faze, you're doing that with your music collaborator. Very cool. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, same with no future sentiment. And so maybe art might be the thing, right? Artists will understand art, and then maybe they don't care about everything else till later. And that's okay, too. I mean, uh, Gamify is like, it's its own niche, and then art is its own niche. And they, we, we're going to be able to, we, we're in like a unique position to kind of like match them. You don't see like Axie being able to do like Axie art. No one really... I mean, maybe they have that, but I've never seen any like XE art kind of like culture around it. So I think, I mean, yeah, I agree 100%. There are, there are people that make, you know, Axie Infinity art, but I'll tell you what the difference is. Avagachi is such a simple looking thing. You know, when you first yeah. look at it, it's almost like a blank billboard, it's a blank canvas. You can take this Avagachi character and you can do anything with it, you can apply any art style to it. Axie Infinity has a very specific art style that they've already defined through their like illustrators and designers. So it's really hard to take an alternative take on that and make it into something artistic and something different. Uh, I think that's where you know Avagachi could really be interesting to see what what people can do with it because it's a it's a simple design, it's a simple shape. You know they do have some base personality to them, but you can add so much more personality in terms of what you can do artistically with it. So I think that's 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 going to be an advantage there. That's why we do see a lot of great uh, Avagachi artwork. And, you know, as we get more lower, I'm really looking forward to that. That's the other part I'm kind of looking forward to. I was, uh, I was uh, like, pretty stoked to hear that you guys have a narrative team working on a lot of this stuff. And that the Gachiverse lore is going to get deeper. And, you know, we can do more kind of like those readings we did with the light paper. That was really mm -hmm. fun. Yeah, was that was Neon Kong talking about that? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah.
We're having some fun. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to that because that's going to be like, that's going to go hand in hand with the artwork that's going to come out after that. People are going to get inspired and they're going to make art based on what that lore is. And, you know, yeah, just the, the number of like sus butterflies I've seen around is uh, that they're, they're a popular character. We got, we already have like three very memeable characters that we've introduced so far. I'm sure there'll be more in the future. Oh yeah, that's us, butterfly man. That's there's some, <laughs> there's some real characters in Avagachi. I like the Raffle. That was the first one I kind of really uh, yeah. stuck with when I first joined Avagachi. And then, yeah, for sure. Um, do we got anything anything else for today regarding the DAO? Um, you know, any issues you want to touch on? Anything we should be thinking out about for the next week? I guess NFT displays, how we want them to scale. Other than that, uh, anything else? Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll have to be you know, fairly quick on those because we we do want to get something uh, out to you guys pretty soon as far as like uh, key information about them. So if there's any final thoughts that the DAO has on those, we can uh, we can get those. They're they're not really in the Bible. Um, they didn't get a chapter, but we've been kind of alluding to them for a while and talking about them. So. We will probably uh, have a, a, a post out on those fairly soon. So if there are any deep thoughts on that, feel free to jump on the DAO forum. Yeah, very cool. Uh, no Futures asking, uh, when will the rental limit be changed? Uh, I, I guess we have to, do we have to wait for that to close? I think we have, what, five oh, days uh, left? We'll have to, yeah, there's, there's going to be a backlog of a couple things next cool. week that we'll have to try and process as quickly as we can. That one should be pretty quick. So we'll try to get that one done. That and just turning off friends should be pretty pretty quick as well. Cool friends. Have a great Sunday. Thanks for Dude's the great well. combo as always. Yeah, of course. Glad to be here. And uh, yeah, we'll link up again next week. Uh, we got Gachi Space tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern for anyone who wants to join in on that. Continue the discussion. Other than that, yeah, thank you, sir, for your time. Uh, and thank you all 61 people here with us on Sunday morning talking about the DAO stuff. Yeah. Uh, just very quickly, I want to plug See no future. Yeah, can you hear me? I can, I can hear him. Okay. Yeah, the, right. um, the Artist Summit, the auction page. So uh, just make sure to check that out. We will be, uh, I guess, closing it during the Gachi space tonight. So uh, there's still time. There's a lot of great work up there. Dr. Wagme has a piece that looks really awesome. And Lagan, Roxiano, Lev, uh, Duppy has a piece up there that's like completely outside of his normal style. So make sure to check it out. Someone will from GMI will drop the link in. Oh, it says the, the current bid. That's cool. Yeah, there's a ticketing system in the GMI uh, Discord. Basically, handle it uh, manually. So if you're interested in any pieces, uh, drop your bids in. Just don't drop too many because I'm trying to win a whole bunch. <laughs> so uh, what time is it going to end? Uh, I believe it's going to end at the end of the space tonight, the Gachi space that starts at 7 p.m. Eastern. That usually runs about two hours, but uh, Hefe probably knows better than me. Yeah, so no, you, you got that right, man. It was at 7 p.m. Eastern. We'll close it at the end of the space, so it'll be 9 p.m. Eastern, and we'll close it out there. 
Uh, someone asked, will there be hammer time for this uh, auction or no? No, I don't think so. I think we'll just end it at the end of the um, the end of the space. Cool. Thanks, guys. We get off. Cool. All right, friends. Later. Later.